0: today on CityCast Madison. Every day this week, we're visiting some of the Madison area's most popular tourist attractions and asking the question, as a local, is it worth the hype? Today, we're at Cave of the Mounds near Blue Mounds, Wisconsin, about 25 miles west of Madison. The cave is a 400 million year old natural wonder. It's a time capsule of Wisconsin geology dripping in calcite crystals, and has walls embedded with fossils. I'm here spelunking with producers Molly Sense and Dylan Brogan. Come with us. It's Wednesday, July 12th. I'm Bianca Martin, and it's Tourist Trap Week. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Molly.
1: Are you sick of us yet?
0: (laughs) Road trip, road trip. So, Are we there yet? Are we there yet?
2: (laughs) So we journeyed to Cave of the Mounds, which is an actual cave underground that you can visit for a fee. It is privately owned, unlike many caves in America, which are owned by the National Park Service. This one is a private tourist attraction, basically off of Highway 18, a little bit north between Mount Horeb and Blue Mounds. And you pay, you pays your
0: fee and you gets to go in a cave. At the entrance to the cave, we got a few pointers from the staff. Now you're going to be heading down the South Cavern. You'll see the biggest stalagmite in our cave at 17 feet tall. It's hardly the oldest. It's only 200,000 years old. You're going to see, the, when you get to the end, you're going to see the oldest one they've ever found yet in all of Midwest. Way older than this guy. You're going to see the biggest fossil in our cave. A six-foot fossil. I won't spoil what it is. I'll let the guide tell you. Yeah. So enjoy the
2: cave, guys. Take care. Bianca, I know you are a rock hound. You are a lover of all things... Rocks, I am. geology. I am. What was your favorite thing about the Cave of the Mounds?
0: You got it right off the, the bat. It was the geology. It was just beautiful. It was like you're you're walking into, like, a little science dream, you know? <laughs> you go in, and you get to see all of these, like, minerals and iron and all of these, like, natural processes of water and time um, creating what they describe at the very beginning, stalactites and stalagmites. And they are very cool. My favorite part was just, like, getting to feel like that little, like, Little Bianca who wanted to be an archaeologist for a really long time. So that was fun, you know, digging and dealing with sediment and minerals and fossils and all of that sort of thing. And it was just it was gorgeous. Like You had it,
1: dreams of working in the oil industry one day? <sighs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't.
0: Killing sorry. her dream. <laughs> I was about to talk about the pools of water that we saw, the, that was one of my favorite parts about what was gorgeous, was like there were all of these wonderful reflections of these you know, different stalactites and all these different colors reflecting on these little pools of water, and oil when dropped into water, you know, that actually looks pretty cool, so I'm not mad at you. That was my brain doing its optimistic thing, but that was my favorite part. What about you, Molly? Well... I- I thought it was cool that they showed off the uh, inflorescence. I mean,
2: you're going underground, right? It's what they call a self-guided tour, meaning unlike if you've ever been to a national park where it's like very strict. You know, you have to go in at a very certain time with a tour guide, and you're basically like attached to them because they are going to make sure that you don't do any crimes. I guess Keep crime. <laughs> you know, like stealing rocks or breaking the things thing. that are older than our brains can even imagine. So this is a self-guided tour, but there are people down there, right? There, there are Wisconsin's finest local teenagers there to guide you around the cave and show off cool fossils. It is paved and lit to some degree. I mean, it is, you know, dark and cool like most caves, but you can see the, under a black light, the inflorescence on the wall. That was very cool.
0: Yeah, and those teenagers are pointing out fossils They were, like, really old. I think they said, like, when we walked in, like, there are things in here that, you know, they predate the dinosaurs, which is pretty neat. We saw some of those.
1: That was the funniest thing you said, Molly, while we were there, was like, I wonder if there are ever any creationists who stop by and just like, Um, I'm not sure... (laughs) This is 400 million years old, sir. (laughs) Try to
2: debate the teenagers. I
1: learned kind of a fun thing about the teenagers, just reading um, an an old article by an old journalist friend, Jane Burns. um, And she wrote about Cave of the Mounds. Apparently, like these teenagers, like working there in the summer in particular, like there are whole families where that have been doing it, like their dad did it and their grandfather did it. And it's like, kind of like this driftless area little tradition for you to, to work in the cave during the summer, which is nice.
0: Wow, time machine in more than one way down there.
1: It is a little bit of a time machine, Bianca. I like that, how you put that. But I just thought that was kind of a nice, um, quaint thing. And I guess my favorite part was it was just nice being in this 50-degree little interesting cave-like environment where the air felt like really crisp and the history of it's really interesting too because like they were this like family was uh had a quarry mine and then they just like yeah they they blew up a part of some hill and they're like oh oh my god there's a cavern here. Once they found this cave, they're like, oh my God, people want to see this cave. And they made it in a tourist trap, a tourist destination, maybe is a friendlier way to put it. And they've been doing it ever since. It's like 80, some years now that they have been operating this and you could definitely tell that people in the past were a lot less judicious about not breaking off pieces of it right like it was just really clear
2: there was some damage that
1: there was some damage done but it was still really just cool to be down there cool to see these beautiful natural formations and and yeah and to learn and i felt like i learned a thing or two from yeah. some nice teenagers
2: as far as summer jobs go, man, that's probably a dang good one.
0: It's definitely a place to learn. I know we talked to one of them, and they just were very, I was like, do you want to work for Nat Geo? And they are like, no, this is just a summer job. It's <laughs> like, you know how kids are so honest? Yeah. They're not really guys, but they're just like there, which I kind of liked. They're just like kind of positioned and points of interest. <laughs> like museum
2: docents. They're like half guarding yeah. the cave, but half also there to tell you cool things about it yeah so were there any parts that you felt like were overhyped overrated was it what you thought it would be
1: I felt like it definitely lived up and I had been there before but I was it was on a school trip when I was really young so I don't really remember all the details but it definitely lived up to what it was it felt a little smaller than maybe I imagined and you know I mean you could breeze through that thing in 10 minutes if you wanted to but I think taking your time and walking through and yeah, and talking to the guides, is that's kind of part of the fun of it. And I think it was definitely definitely worth a visit. Um, I just pictured but, you, know,
0: you I- Dylan, breezing through in 10 minutes, like, a.k.a. running. <laughs> like, I feel like 20 minutes, like, I definitely thought it was going to be a little bit bigger. But this is kind of like a, both a con and a pro. Like, if you're, like, a, a kid, like, it's extra exciting. But there were points on the path where I felt like they maybe should have given a forewarning, like... I had to kind of get small or crouch down. And, like, I guess when, Molly, you're asking kind of, like, did you expect anything else? I kind of pictured there'd be more, like, it would be a bigger space, more cavernous and maybe taller, whatever. But it was more, it was, like, you know, close ceilings. You had to maneuver. Yeah, I had to maneuver a little bit, which on the pro side, it's kind of like Indiana Jones, like, maybe. (laughs) Like, you don't know what's coming around the corner. It's very sinewy.
1: Yeah, I know. I did kind of laugh at you a little bit because you did have to stoop down a little bit, but you were like stooping down. So there was three feet of space clearance. And I'm just like, yes. I
0: feel like the moment you caught me doing that, though, I was actually trying to look under something. That's Yeah,
2: this is a tourist attraction that is not ADA compliant. We can just say that there are a lot of stairs. This is definitely something that if mobility is not easy for you, this would be a challenging place to visit. There are some railings. You're not totally on your own there. So um and it is paved. That I felt like was a, a distinction from maybe some of the uh National Park caves I've visited.
1: Well another fun thing I learned in this article I read was that um right now they do have like kind of a lot of souvenirs there and like but it's very mostly just, like, rocks and uh, gems-related, geology-related gifts and earrings and stuff. And and none of them come from the cave itself. But at one point, like, uh, they were really into the merchandising of the cave. So they would have, like... All these funny things. They just slapped the name Cave of the Mounds on it. They had statues. They had matches. They had bullwhips. They had lamps. What? They had switchblade combs, and actual real switchblades. And there's a quote in this article that I thought was so funny that um, basically one of the operators was like, "The more I hated it, the better it would sell." Was <laughs> the mantra there Rude. at some point? So, so in some ways, I feel like they've they've embraced science. Probably in the last two decades or so, a little bit more than they did in the 40s and
2: 50s. (laughs) As a journalist, I feel like that
1: tracks. (laughs) Yeah, the switchblades were very popular with teenagers is what is in this article.
0: It's otherworldly in a way. At at times I thought of like, it was like alien. It It was beautiful.
1: Well, and it's limestone. We should at least say that it's a limestone cave. There's some iron and manganese
0: interestingly, I learned
2: it's a national natural landmark, which was not a thing I knew about in the world. I just thought this was like, hey, some old dairy farmer back in the day had a rock quarry like you do in Wisconsin and discovered this cave on his property and was like, sweet, I could charge admission because people want to look at this thing. And it kind of evolved from there. And I always had assumed because I had never been there before today, that, yeah, maybe it was some parts hype and tourist attraction, but no, this is actually a thing that is approved by the National Park Service. It's in no way a national park, but...
0: It seems legit. Like, it was a legit... Like, I feel walking away, like, I got, I got some real goods go- going in there. <laughs> like, there's an old cephalopod, like a squid... Like part of that fossil that was pretty, pretty dope.
1: Yeah, the the designation in order to get it, a site must be one of the best examples of a natural region's characteristic biotic or geologic features.
2: Well, it certainly is. Interestingly, that the guide pointed out that UW scientists regularly do come and take take samples out of the cave to study the effects of the climate.
1: They showed us a little piece of a stalagmite that that had broken off or some that they took a sample from, and it helped reveal undetected histories of local climate going back thousands of years. And this recent finding was that there's strong evidence now that there was a series of massive and abrupt warming events that punctuated um, the Ice Age. in in our region of the world. If
0: you're listening and you do that work, like reach out to us or we're going to find you because we're like really (laughs) excited now because we came across that story earlier and then we've seen it with our own eyes. Um, I will say I had this vision going in, which is of like there being space in there for like an orchestra (laughs) or like it's going to be this big open space. That didn't happen. But I will say... um, The past few tourist traps that we went to, like, they all seem like really cool places to have socializing events. Like, each one we left being like, you know what would be really rad is, like, having a party in here, like, hanging out. And (laughs) you guys tried to save my life. You know, when we left, I wasn't wearing a jacket. And y'all are like, you know, we're descending into a cave. (laughs) It's going to be cold. It's like 50 degrees. Like, oh, you guys are really kind. Okay, let me go grab my jacket. Didn't need it. Of course, it's probably just for like the 45 minutes that we were there, but I thought it was extremely pleasant down there and I would park my little butt down there and have some music playing. You should go to Mammoth Cave, also Wind Cave. You will love them
2: because some of them you actually have to take elevators down, like to get down. They're so far under. So we should say as far as like our tips for going, I will say that this is definitely a place you can and should take kids um you're not going that far down it's like 50 feet down maybe it's you know less than a quarter of a mile of a of a walk you know end to end
1: definitely good for little kids
2: bring bring good shoes you know they did say when it first opened there were ladies in high heels and men in tuxes that came to see this i not recommended though I, i would skip the high heels and the tux
0: i think they those were the ushers The fancy people.
1: (laughs) It was quite the phenomenon uh, when it first opened. Like that was a cool thing to learn about it too. And they had such awesome marketing materials in the early 40s and 50s. I mean,
0: they said was number two, right? Like it was right when it opened. It was the number two spot in the nation for visiting.
1: I mean, the Chicago Academy of Sciences called it uh, the most significant cave of the Upper Midwest because of its beauty.
2: Also, there was no cheese in it. Just FYI, in case you're wondering. Because we do store cheese in our caves, but there was no cheese that I could find. And there were no bats.
1: No life, except for those little shrimpy things that we didn't end up seeing. Springtails.
0: Yeah. And apparently there's, like, tons of other stuff to do. Like, we only did the cave, but there are, like, hiking trails. The, like, grounds were beautiful.
2: The gardens are gorgeous. It is surrounded by beautiful gardens, and they clearly had a fleet of gardeners working to maintain it. There are... Trails, it, you could have a picnic. Yeah, it almost felt like a little state park vibe. Like I, I would want to pitch a tent and hang out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Same.
1: All right. How many? Our rating system is uh, how many old fashions out of five.
0: Yeah, Bianca, I'm giving this a solid four out of five. Must see, must see. Not totally blown away, but. My heart is better for having seen it. Say, okay. Dylan, how about you?
1: I'm giving this one a five out of five old fashions. Oh! And it, just, it delivered. It delivered on exactly <laughs> what it promised. I do think they're pretty reasonable for kind of a family. I just think it was totally worth it. It was just a fun little a fun little day trip. Especially on a hot uh, day.
2: Yeah, I did l- debate it on this one. But I think I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. Woo!
1: Our highest average rating yet.
2: Yeah. On the one hand, I was like, if you've been to a national park cave, this feels like a distant cousin in terms of its size and stature. It's a baby cave compared to some of the big ones we have in this country, but it it's right in our proverbial backyard. And it is gorgeous. And I am pro-science and teaching kids about science. And what a great way to do that. So... Yeah,
1: Yeah, like if it was two hours away, I think if if you lived in the Madison area, it'd be a little bit different. Um, But the fact that it's so close, I think, makes it a really nice spot if you haven't visited before or, or it's been a while.
0: Yeah, and having grown up in Baraboo, like what the heck? Like I loved rocks so much. I still love them so much. I would definitely go back. It was beautiful.
2: It was wholesome. I'm glad I went.
0: Well, let's rock the CASPA and and get moving. We've got more places to see. We've got one left. Thanks for coming along on our tour of the Cave of the Mounds near Blue Mounds, Wisconsin. Have you been? What's your take? Did you dig the fossils and other worldly formations or were you not so impressed? Should we all go live underground because hello, natural AC? We want to know. We're at madison at citycast.fm. And hey, find us on social media too at Citycast Madison because we're sharing pics and vids of our adventures. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Fire. Up above ground, we're in fire season. It's been so hot and dry. And this week, we've already seen several wildfires spread. One at Devils Lake State Park in Baraboo and another in Central Wisconsin that burned over 400 acres. So, please stay vigilant. Humans are the main cause of wildfires. And, heads up, for all you summer road trippers, state troopers are vowing to tamp down on reckless driving, citing a growing number of incidents. The fine for a first reckless driving ticket has doubled and can now be up to $400. And reckless driving can be anything from speeding, tailgating, running a red light, or inattentive driving. In other news, a long-running legal challenge to Madison Public Schools' gender identity policy is over. Multiple parents sued the district after it said that kids can alter their gender identity at school and choose not to disclose it to their parents. Last year, Dane County Judge Frank Remington ruled that parents couldn't sue the district because they couldn't show harm but there was potential for appeal. The last remaining plaintiff will send her kid to a different district, so no longer has standing to sue. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone adorably corny in your life who you can picture saying you've got a bat in the cave Tomorrow, we end our fantastic voyage with a little taste of muta, a.k.a. mustard. See you then. Yeah. Fossilized specimens. Yeah, that was extra.